0: Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Ebisebe Yisa and Krista Rubin.
1: All right, well, we've talked about a basic overview of where the categorical approach came from, uh, when it applies in federal sentencing, and I think we can start to delve in a little bit into the actual categorical approach analysis itself. Right. Um, So again, we talked about that categorical approach is a process, right? It's one of those things where like you have to show your work. (laughs) And it's a process most of the time when you're trying to do prior offenses, right? That's how we use it in um, the guidelines, for example, um, and even in ACCA, the other big one. So basically, we're trying to figure out if a prior offense meets this definition for violent felony, right? So for example, if a defendant has a prior robbery conviction and you're trying to figure out, is that a crime of violence? Because he might be, he could maybe be a career offender, right? Is a defendant's state conviction for burglary the burglary that's listed in ACCA? And so in order to answer these questions, I feel like there's three big themes that I want people to remember. And we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about each of these talking things. Talking about each of them. Krista, why don't you start with, you know, my favorite, the first one, right? Yes,
2: <laughs> of course. The first theme is the facts don't matter. The facts of the prior conviction do not matter. As we briefly mentioned, um, for the analysis, the court can only look to the elements of the statute of conviction. And I don't think we can stress this enough, I to say. I mean, the facts surrounding how the offense was committed are irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. And so let's talk about an example, Okay. okay? So let's say our defendant has a prior conviction for assault. Okay. The defendant caused the victim serious bodily injury. The police report is telling us that the defendant struck the victim several times with a crowbar. It's terrible. It's a terrible crime. It sounds horrible. It's horrible. Sounds
1: violent, too. It
2: is absolutely violent. However, when the court is determining whether that assault is, in fact, a crime of violence, we have to close our eyes to the facts of the case. We can only look at what the assault statute elements are. And I think this is the part, Krista, that like, really,
1: it used to be, was my hang up, right? When I used to, when I was training, I'd be like, how can it not matter? Right? right. Right. Um, and when I teach this, I don't know about you, but I would put up a PowerPoint slide with all caps, facts don't matter. And I would just leave it in the background right. as I was talking. Cause I wanted that to be like seared into people's minds. Right. Because I think this is the part where people say, "But I have a document that says that this defendant used a crowbar, right right on the victim, and the victim was injured. How can that not be a crime of violence? right?
2: Yes, it's very counterintuitive, isn't it? It is. And I
1: think this is what makes for a lot of people, uh, the categorical approach like really hard. It's like hard to get past this hurdle. Because it's like we have to close our eyes to the
2: thing that we all know, right? Right. Because we're all reading the same police report. That's right. But when we're limited by the elements of a statute, um, if this assault that we're talking about, this statute for assault, can be committed without violent force... it, it cannot be a crime of violence.
1: Right. See, and that's this is why the elements are important. And I'll get back to Taylor in a second. But I think what you're saying is, all right, this particular defendant used a crowbar, and that's horrible. Right. Right. But maybe a month later, another defendant was convicted of the same offense, the same exact statute. But his assault involved... Um, kissing a woman on the cheek without her permission, right? Right. Uh, Maybe touching somebody on the metro inappropriately without their permission. Not a nice thing to do. Right. But I think we can all agree that is not the violent assault that the crowbar was. Exactly. And I think sort of going back to Taylor, see, Taylor doesn't want us to get into, like, well, what happened? They don't, Taylor Court said, we don't want a mini trial, we don't want to have to call back witnesses from whatever your conviction was to say, well, did he use a crowbar or did he kiss you in a pro... Right? Right. It's too much work. And the, ironically, the Taylor court said, wouldn't it just be easier if we looked at the statute of conviction and we looked at the elements and that way we don't have to get into the facts. That's right. And so just, just because you have an offense... That is violent or the facts sound violent doesn't make that prior offense a crime of violence or a violent felony. Right. I think right? that's
2: important to remember. And
1: so the facts don't matter. You know, if you have to print it out on a sheet of paper and post it on
2: your wall, like it is that. I don't think we can stress that. Agreed. Enough. And so our first theme: facts don't matter. Right. Tell us, say, what else doesn't matter? Well, if,
1: to sort of keep going on things that don't matter, <laughs> the title of a statute doesn't matter, right? You'll see that both in the crime of violence definition and in the definition for ACCA, there are actual offenses listed. Yes. Burglary is a big one in ACCA. Robbery, manslaughter is another one in categorical approach. Right. Robbery and manslaughter are in the crime of violence definition. Right. And so sometimes we get calls saying, I see the word burglary is listed in the statute. I have a prior conviction for burglary. What more do I need to, am I not done? Is that the end?
2: No, it is not the end. (laughs) Not even close. Not even close to the end.
1: Because again, the categorical approach does not concern itself with titles. They actually talk about elements right and in fact in Taylor they said look some states call it burglary some states call it breaking and entering we don't have time to sift through every single state and every single municipality and look to see how they define something right or what they call something that's right we're gonna look at the elements and a good example for this is you know robbery is listed as an enumerated offense in our guideline right under Career career offender yes And D.C., right, the city where we live in, has a robbery statute. Yes. If you open it up, it'll say all the things you would expect from robbery. Force, fear, uh,
2: without permission. And then at the very end, they kind of throw in, oh, and a stealthy seizure. So what you're saying is that in D.C., if you snatch someone's purse, you could be convicted of robbery.
1: If you just take it from the back of their chair, right? not even any kind of physical contact with the victim, you could be convicted of robbery. And so, again, this is why you think robbery like this violent encounter where somebody's trying to, you know, take something from you, take your purse from you or your backpack, or maybe there's violence involved because they knock you down and then take your backpack. But when you look closely in D.C., It's got this whole other element just called, oh, a stealthy seizure, right? Right. Nothing like that violent encounter I just described. So it's really important not to get caught up on titles. If you didn't read the statute, if you just stopped at, oh, robbery. Oh, I see robbery in the guideline book. Ergo, it must be the same robbery. You wouldn't be doing the analysis correctly.
2: So what you're saying is that robbery doesn't always equal robbery. No. No. Burglary doesn't always equal burglary,
1: right? Because titles are not important. Okay, right? You got to keep going
2: All right facts don't matter titles aren't important. Let's move on to our third theme for this podcast and that is We've been talking that we can only look to the elements of a particular statute. We can only look at a statute but there are some times where we can look Beyond the statute.
1: Yes. The four corners of the statute. Yes.
2: Yes. And so and that's not true in all cases, right? No. And I think
1: it's becoming more and more limited, the cases in which you can look at these documents.
2: And so unfortunately, the this is called the modified categorical approach. And we're gonna have a whole separate episode on a couple of episodes actually on the modified categorical approach. What's important, I think, to remember is you always look at the statute. Right. But in some cases, you're allowed to look at particular documents. Right. Beyond the statute of conviction.
1: That's true. And you're only doing that again to help you do the categorical approach. Right. So just because you're looking at the documents, by the way, doesn't mean we get to that the titles of the statutes matter. That's not what that means. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we look at somebody's offense conduct to figure out whether or not something is a crime of violence. Right. Each of these three things are sort of the big nuggets. Right. Start with the statute. Right. Look at the elements only. And then there may be times where in certain instances... Not many, but certain instances where you're going to get to look at other documents, but a very limited set. And we're going to spend some time talking about
2: that. We will. And I mean, just generally, it's usually when the statute contains different crimes, right? right. And, and we will dive into that yes. a bit later,
1: later. on. Later like episode eight or nine. (laughs) Um, But we really want to talk about, we really wanted to start with these because I think if you start with these sort of in the back of your mind as broad principles, Mm -hmm. it will help you as we're going through like the more discrete parts of the categorical approach. So these are like the three things to keep in your mind as we're going through the categorical approach.
2: Exactly.
0: This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk. Today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the commission, the court, or the parties in any case.